Right, hello everyone. It is Shane. And Kaylee. And welcome back to another episode of the Pop Talk Podcast. We are so excited to be back because we have been away in a little bit of quarantine. Yes. Um, for a little bit, but we are back. It's actually funny that we're back today because in Virginia, it is the first day of the phase one. I'm going to move my mic over Oh, here. really? I, I've been so busy. I don't know. Yeah, the phase one restrictions. So a couple of places have opened mm-hmm. and you can kind of do a little more things. And there was already a bunch of accidents this morning. So <laughs> you guys are already ruining <laughs> the fact that we can leave. But besides that, we hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Before we get started, because we have a lot of music to talk about, we are playing catch up with these podcasts. So mm-hmm. we're going to be just talking about a whole bunch of music. But before that, make sure you are following us on our social media, Pop Talk Podcast. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, wherever you find your social media, you'll find us. Uh, follow the podcast, too, on Spotify. Apple Podcast, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss out on any of the future or past episodes. And then my Instagram that you can follow me at is Mr. McCaddy, M-R-M-C-C-A-T-T-Y. And my Instagram is um, the letter K-F-E-R-R-008. It's very complicated. And my Twitter, I think, is the same. So... Follow me on Twitter, but I'm more active on Instagram. Yeah, Kaylee's actually been posting um, a lot of chocolate making content. So. <sighs> I'm sorry, it's what the people want. It's Shane. what they need. It's what um, they need. But actually, I know it's gonna be weird saying this because you're listening to this after we're already doing it. But if you follow my Instagram, but follow the, follow all of us, follow all of the Instagram. <laughs> all of us. But on my Instagram. We're doing a live listen to the album we're talking about on this podcast, which is, me too, which is Niall Horan's Heartbreak Weather, which is right here in front of us. Not that you guys can see, but we're going to be listening to that album on Instagram and just talking about in more detail in the music with the podcast, but we'll actually have the music to know exactly what we're trying to say and people can hang out and listen to that. So if you're interested... Come join us for future episodes. All right, Kaylee. Yes. Should we just jump right into the Pop Talk jukebox with yes. this music? Because one of your favorite artists um, put out a new song, Are Ellie Golding. Ellie Golding? Yeah, yeah, she put out a new single from her upcoming album. I think it's still on title, so we're going with EG4. Which, can, I, can we talk about for a second how I can't believe that that trend really became like a staple like doing like your initials and then the number album oh like that started off as just like a few people doing it like for for fun and the yeah. whole industry is like nope that's the thing that's so. yeah well th- but it makes know, sense though you mean like for like a hashtag or yeah, yeah, yeah. naming their album no because no mixed no that and that was hilarious not naming their album just using it as the yeah. hashtag to promote mm-hmm. yeah, i think it's smart yeah it is i think it's 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 really cool. It's an easy thing to hashtag. It's a, it helps keep everything. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Streamlined. Because then yes. you know what. Mainstream. Yeah. Well, no, streamlined because you know which album is what. Like you see hashtag oh. like JB5. You know they're talking about oh, changes, right? Yeah. Okay. So Ellie Golding dropped her new single, Worry About Me, featuring Black Bear of Hot Girl Bummer fame. Yes. Um, I did like the song. I liked how, I mean, just the, the little melodies in there. 
mm-hmm. when she would go up or like yes you know i mean I know, she can do no wrong i know exactly what you're if i can know exactly what part you're talking about it's like right it's like in the pre-chorus yeah uh-huh right yeah right before going into the chorus words. yeah look at me <laughs> so i said that ellie's really been adapting to the trap hip-hop wave yes with her latest singles and this one really reminds me of the hate me song yes uh, featuring juice world you know what's R.I.P. so funny because i yes and i thought to myself as i was listening to it i was R.I.P. like this would have been a great juice world song as well i think he would have really done well yes in it too um, the chorus is catchy. Well, yes. And and it's so funny. Like I, I have a lot of notes that I you'll hear that I say like the chorus is catchy. And I know people are probably thinking, well, Shane, the, <laughs> isn't the chorus supposed to be catchy? So why do you keep saying that? I like to I like to acknowledge when it is catchy because some choruses are not, and some choruses are not good. So I want to always make sure that. When you got a good chorus, acknowledge that fact. Um, you know, you're telling your ex that they don't need to worry about you because you're great without them. Um, a great relatable message that people can go through. Um, I like that her perspective on it, though, is like her ex is trying to get back into her head. But she's like, not today, Satan. Mm-hmm. Like, and it almost feels that way with the music because the music is almost like so aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, don't worry about me. I don't need you. And I think Black Bear was an interesting choice for a feature, but I think this style actually really fits him. And he was committed to the theme and he was committed to his part. Yes. Which I always appreciate because we know sometimes features, they just be in La La Land. Not- and, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, he sounded very cohesive to me. It The whole song itself was just cohesive. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be using that word a lot tonight. Ooh. I just want to let you know. Ooh. But, cohesive um, is a good I word. I mean, it's Ellie Golding. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't even have an album out right now. She's just dropping hits. Yeah, I said um, they harmonize too. I like their little harmony parts. But yeah, I said Ellie's underrated. I said let's not sleep on EG4. <laughs> yes, don't sleep on it because it's mm-hmm. probably going to be amazing. I forgot to say, actually, because I just saw it in my notes. Um, for new listeners... Overturning listeners who might need a reminder are how our rating system oh, yeah. on the song. So there's a five tier, I believe, and the highest is well, we'll start from the bottom. The bottom is trash, <laughs> which obviously we know what trash means just straight garbage. And then the tier above that is for the fans, which means that it's not necessarily a bad song, but it's not a song that a lot of people are going to like. It's not going to be a big song. It's one of those songs that the fans are really going to appreciate. And then after that, we have a hit, which just means that it'll it can be popular. Like you can hear a lot of people listening to this song and it having a lot of success. But a hit does not necessarily make it a good song, as we all know. There are huge hits that are not good songs. Mm-hmm. Then after that is a tune, and a tune is a good song where the melody of it is just really infectious and gets stuck in your head immediately and a very strong, strong melody. That's a tune. And then a bop is just golden overall production, delivery. The whole thing is just just golden, golden, golden song. So those are our tears. And Worry About Me, for me, is a tune. I would agree only because it's not as... Fantastic is. Yes, it's hate me. I said the same exact thing. All right. 
Next song is, I almost said, I cannot read, guys. I'm, I just want to say on the podcast right now, I'm, I know I'm dyslexic, and sometimes it really shows. Like, I was about to read this song, Like It, Like It Is, which is not even close to, or just close to the title. The song is called Like It Is, but um, it is Kygo with Zara Larson and Tyga, which is a combination that I would not really expect. I, but I can see how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, Zara, Zara's voice, I really like Zara's voice yeah. when I first heard her in Never Forget You. That was a, a bop. bop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. She just brings this. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry, everybody. I We have a new member of the team. Yes. Kaylee. Sorry. Um, I, well, she said this on the podcast before. but Did I? Oh, that I was I'm getting I'm pretty him. sure. Yeah. But yes, Kaylee's cat is here. He is here. I was going to say in America, but it's not a foreign cat. <laughs> He's in Virginia. <laughs> yes. Kaylee went to Texas, retrieved him, and came back safely. Um, it was definitely an ordeal. I was up yeah, for Yeah, what a crazy 24-hour trip. Hours straight. Um, yeah, no, but he's here. So if you... Oh, there he goes. So if you hear little little noises, little it's jingles. just him. Yeah. Um, Zara, for me, really brings an edginess to a song. Um, she really does embody... Are you okay? I was looking at the cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's only wearing the collar because you're here. Usually he doesn't wear the collar, but I thought he'd be professional. Yeah, you. <laughs> um, I think that she brings an edginess. She brings that, like, I don't care if you think my singing is, you know, this or that. I'm going to sing about what I feel. Yeah. You know? Um, like it is. Yeah, like it is. I mean? So, Fun fact about this song, and I didn't... I wish I found this out after I listened to it and not while I was listening to it but Dua Lipa wrote this song oh, sounds and like it, it was for yeah and as soon as I read it I heard it and I was like oh man I uh, wish I didn't yeah, do that like it. but yeah she wrote it for her first album but it was scrapped and I guess Kygo found a way to rework it with Zara Larson mm-hmm. and and I'm glad it did because I'm glad the song you know was able to come out and you know Kygo is his tropical house production yes, just always speaks to my soul and makes me feel good vibes. I know tropical house was a huge wave for like a good couple of years and it, then it faded out because it became everywhere. But Kygo was always doing it before everyone else. And I'm glad that he's continued to stick with it because I really like the tropical house mm-hmm. genre. And I hate that it became so overrated because it, it blew up like immensely. I'm like, no, but some of the songs are good. I mean, there are people who make good songs in that genre, but a lot of people make bad to okay songs because they're trying to just get off of the clout. But Kygo is one. If you like Tropical House, if you don't listen to Kygo, you should, you know, he has huge songs that you would know. It Ain't Me. It Ain't Me, a great It's probably song. one of his biggest ones with Speaks Selena Gomez. Yeah. Kygo did not do uh, the other Selena song. Wolves? No. That was Marshmallow. Marshmallow. No, it was the one... I want you to know... No, that's Zed. Ah, she's worked with everybody! That's a different podcast, but yes. What? You don't like that song? No, I love that song. Oh, okay, I was gonna say. No, I'm talking about her working with everyone. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) But yeah, so this song, um, it's a different vibe for Tyga recently, because, you know, he's been really on his um, strip club... Uh, wave for the last couple of years. Which, you talking about Tyga? Yeah, which he's good at that style. I said it's nice to see that he can really show range because I've I've listened to Tyga since really since he came out mainstream wise at least with Young Money, 
um, back in the day, like with Nicki and Drake and Lil Wayne. Rack City. Rack City. And I don't think I've ever heard him do a style like this. Do you know what's funny is that I did not know that this was Tyga, but in my head as I was listening, because I was doing makeup mm-hmm. when I was listening, I was like, that sounds like Tyga. Yeah, if you but, didn't look at the name, I don't think I would have yeah. really guessed. And now I, I'm like, oh, that was Tyga. Mm-hmm. It was indeed Tyga. And yes, Zara sounds good, of course. Of course. Um, she should be much bigger in pop music. I think she's big I over think there. She's but... Swedish, right? Yeah. She needs to be big in America. There's a lot. We actually need to do... You know what we're going to do? European... We're going to do an episode of underrated... Um, underrated pop stars who are only underrated in America. They have success everywhere else, mm-hmm. but they're only underrated it's here. It's very true. For whatever reason. It's yeah. crazy how many there are. It is. But I, this song, though, as much as I like it, I said I do wish there was some something crazy happened in the song because it does ride the same wave mm-hmm. the whole time which is is which is fine there's nothing wrong with that but i like i personally like my songs to move mm-hmm. but i said it's a hit i think it's a i hit. think yeah yeah it it would be a tune for me but i just oh the I, melody just doesn't go there for me i keep thinking hit is more exciting than it is oh. um i also would say this is a hit okay yes but Oh, you thought it... Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, a hit. Ah, it's a hit. Yes. A <laughs> hit is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hit is a good thing, too, but... All right, next song we have... Ooh, I like the song a lot. Well, I like the song. It's Believe It by Party Next Door and Rihanna. Rihanna's return to music. Sort of, kind of. She said two sentences. Stop. Don't be one of those people who also, said you got Rihanna just to do just background vocals. It's three minutes of nothing. And don't even get me started on one of the next songs that we're going to do. What? Three minutes of nothing? Yes. Three minutes with some very inappropriate words. Oh, that, wow. doesn't bother, that doesn't bother me, but the nothingness does. I said the production <laughs> gives the song a Allergies. nice groove. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> gives the production a nice groove and bounce to it. And I really like... The guitar loop that's going throughout the song. No, the beat is good. I was okay. I'll give it that. Okay, I was at least you have to like the production. I can understand other parts that you don't like, but I almost wish, I almost wish Khalid did it. So the thing about Party Next Door is I'm gonna skip into my notes. Is that imagine a Khalid and Rihanna? I could, but (laughs) yeah, I I could. Well. I could, in theory, I don't know if I could actually see it, though, but I, I could I could visualize what mm-hmm. song they would do. But yeah, Party Next Door is a very talented songwriter. He's written um, many songs, most notably um, with Drake and Rihanna, actually. You know, he wrote Work. Um, There's work, no work, writing work. 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 <laughs> okay, Kaylee. I'm sorry. Writing he wrote work. More, what did he like? Write the, the one and couldn't get off the copy write, key. Writing <laughs> is more than the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> what? He came up with the melodies, and there were really good melodies. Yes, the work, work is a great. I love work. I, just, <laughs> I, love I know what you're saying, but uh, <laughs> um, I said yeah, but many catchy melodies, and I thought the lyrics. He had good lyrics that tell visuals. Like I can visualize what he is saying in his songwriting. Um, and I like them harmonizing in the first verse 
I think the chorus is catchy, and Rihanna sounds good. Now, saying all of that, this is not what we wanted from Rihanna's return to music. And they really hyped it up. Really? Like, yeah, like it I was. I go to Stan Twitter. She, no, it wasn't even Stan Twitter. It was she oh. herself kind of sort of hyped it up, right? And so I said, wait, that was it? I mean, I like what you did. Um, a lot of people were complaining about how they just felt like, oh, you just got her to do like background vocals. I said, okay, she's singing the chorus, guys. In a backgroundy way. Yes, yes, I'm not going to take that away, but I think, I thought I thought it was really cool that someone of Rihanna's status to see her do a song like that, not wanting to take all the attention away and be be about Rihanna, but I mean, more be about the song, you know? No, it's and I, I, and I, I think people should more appreciate that because we're going to get... Well, wait a minute, on what, hold on. Pray to the Lord. Um, we're hopefully going to get... Rihanna music sometime, hopefully this year. Who knows? Maybe in 2025. <laughs> but, and then we'll get that for Rihanna. So I think this was a nice little sh- tell the fans to shut up. Mm, I, I see that. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm in the studio, guys. I'm here. All right. <laughs> Just give me a break. But she's actually been joking lately that she lost the album. I just, and I was yeah. like, we don't have the time. I don't think she was joking. She probably wasn't. She probably wasn't joking. But um, for me, this song would be... um, It's a hit tune. It's like at that middle range. Because if we had reviewed this song... So so some of these songs that we're reviewing came out in different time frames. Some of these songs are like from March um, and April. So if we had reviewed it when it first came out, I would be singing. I would be saying different things. But I've had time... You know, with it, and it's it's grown on me, and I've just heard it differently. And, um, I mean, it's not as good as I first thought it was. Still very enjoyable, but just not as good as I thought it was initially. For the fans. Yeah, I mean, literally. But literally, it's, it's it is literally what it for is. the fans, but it's literally for the fans. Yeah. But, yeah, all right. So, um, next song is um, the first, the first number one record on this list that we're talking about is Toosie Slide by Drake. And my first note, I just have to say this, I thought this song was called Tootsie Slide for the longest time. I thought it was Toochie Slide. Oh, really? Yes. I But Kaylee, when I tell you, I said it like full <laughs> confidence calling it Tootsie Slide like out loud to multiple people Aww. and then I saw some interview and they were also not interview a review and they were also saying Tootsie Slide and then one of the guys had to be like you guys know it's Tootsie Slide right I said it's not Tootsie Slide Yikes. I said my whole mind just went but yeah so this was Drake made a song for TikTok for, yes, the, you for did. the TikTok kids, yep. and it worked. Yes, it did. My kids have been singing this song to me. They're asking me, do, do you know this song? They're like, right if I said, do I know Toosie Slide? Like, kid, do you know? Toosie Slide? Do you think I don't know it? I kid, do you know who I am? Do you know what my job is? Like, my job is to know these things. Of course, I know Toosie Slide. But yeah, I think the song is catchy. 
Cash um, it, but it's nothing. Yeah, it makes you. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it's for the kids. So it's, well, yeah, no, that's, that's why I'm I tell people people are getting so mad at Drake because you have to look at things for what they are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at this song as this song I'm supposed to like. I'm thinking about okay. The song is for the kids. Does it do what it needs to do? Is it is it catchy enough? Is it making them dance? Like, how are they reacting to it? And from my experience seeing the kids, the kids live for the song, so, you know, whatever. But I said, it makes me want to dance because it does have a nice groove to it. And I said, and it's convenient that it comes with one built in, and he even tells you how to do it. Yep. I'm sure the grandmas love the song, too. Oh, for real. Um, I don't think it needs to be the five clean minutes, version. though. No, you're right. But see, that's what I, I, I agree with you. I said it's smart by playing the chorus like twice before getting into the verses, but that does make it into a longer song. Yeah. So I think that I know nothing about Drake's mind or his team, but I would assume that they wanted to go with that TikTok idea, but they also wanted to try to make an actual song too at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of just combined. Uh, those two elements. But I think this it would work better if it was just maybe one verse. Yeah. And just like have that that chorus and that pre-chorus and post-chorus just kind of uh, repeating. I agree. I think if it was made, if, if he did this purposefully for TikTok, he should have just made it like maybe, I don't know, just just not a whole, like I don't need a whole song. I yeah, especially, a quick especially when TikTok... You know, the videos are only so long. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. Um, I Did he come out with an album? So, he came out with a mixtape. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's called Dark Lane Demos. Dark Lane Tapes. Something like that. And so, it was basically a collection of songs that leaked. Mm-hmm. Leaked. And a couple of new songs. And... People were looking at it like an album. I said, it's not an album. This is just a bunch of random songs mm-hmm. um, that he put out during quarantine so he could capitalize on the quarantine. Like, people ain't doing nothing, so what are we going to do? New Drake, of course. We're going to stream because it's Drake, king of streams. And, yeah, but actually, though, he was getting clowned a lot because this project actually debuted at number two on Billboard. And I said... I don't know why people are making fun of that. Well, they're making fun of it because it's it ends his run of number one albums. But I said it's not an album. An album, but the way that streaming works, it just makes things very complicated because it charts as an album because it's making so much money. But whatever. Um, for me, the song is. I mean, it's a hit, literally. Oh, I also said for the fans because it is. It is. It's not something I would listen to. I would just do the little cutesy dance, yeah. and then yeah. be done I with would it. never. As even though some of the parts of Tusi Slide, I do think I like Drake, right? And I and I I like. Oh yeah, I do too. I like. I s- partially like this version of Drake. That's been more about like like God's plan on Drake. That's been more about like the kids. Yeah. I like that just because I see the impact it has on the kids. But yeah. for me, as a Drake fan from like you know when he was coming up I just wish he would take a break to get inspired to make some different type of music because Drake since he came out has never 
taken like time off, never taken a real significant break away. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. And I said that I don't think he, I don't think he knows how to, um, how did I phrase it? He doesn't know how to like so process big. his oh. success and then turn that into music, music that's relatable mm. to his audience. Like you know, like I haven't really related to a Drake song um, in a while. At least special. I'm more so talking about the singles, I guess, but it's just he wants to get bigger, but I feel like there's you don't have to lessen your music to to mm-hmm. reach that. And I think he's been falling into that trap a little bit. So I think Drake needs to take a break. Um, but who doesn't need to take a break because they're killing it right now and they've actually taken many breaks so they don't need to take any more breaks. Um, the next song on our list is Say So, uh, specifically the Say So remix by Doja Cat featuring Nicki Minaj, which is, as of this recording, the current number one song on Billboard Hot 100. Three out of the however many songs this is are all TikTok songs. You do that on this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, That's the t- only reason why they're number one. TikTok runs the music industry currently. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I didn't know which one was going to go... Number one first, Savage or Say So. Yeah. And also, Doja Cat. If you were online during that whole week, wow. Really? People were like, I've never seen so much. Like, I've never seen so many fans of music be not about the music. Like, it was not even about the song. It was about, like, who can get number one, keeping Nicki from number one, but keeping Beyonce from number one. number one. I'm like, what is not that serious? Do you like the song or do you not like the song? It's like, and the people are, like, attacking each other. It was really crazy. But, um, yeah, so those two songs were competing. I, mean, I don't want to say they were competing, but the fans were making them compete. And uh, Say So did come out on number one, mm-hmm. most mainly because um, one say so was already a huge, huge radio song. Um, it was already a huge song in general. It was number six before Nicki jumped on it, and um, Beyonce didn't promote Savage. We're gonna get to Savage next, but Beyonce didn't promote Savage. You know, if, like Beyonce had posted about it. I think Beyonce was like, "I'll do this song, but like, don't tell anybody." <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think it was that. Beyonce was trying to make like a point mm-hmm. that she's like, I don't need to talk about this. You all are going to mm-hmm. talk about it enough oh, true. for me to in it, and it went ended up going number two as of now, just by her name alone. Mm-hmm. So I think that speaks volumes. But about say so, this is the first. Well, it's the first number one for both Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj, and I think it's just so funny that we're sitting here talking about Doja Cat having a number one, and I really wish Michael McCosker was here. Shout out to Michael McCosker, because he was a huge fan of, and supportive of Doja Cat from, like, back in 
I think 2017 mm-hmm. when we, he was talking about that move song. Yeah. And he put it on his best songs of the year. Yeah. Listen, we were all like, what? Why? I didn't even know that was her until I saw a picture of her in the cow yeah. costume. And I was like, oh, that's the girl. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. Because her whole album, her whole repertoire is on TikTok. Yeah. Ridiculous. I know. Insane stuff. And... You know, this is, uh, also too, Nikki's first, um, Hot 100, and she is the longest, well, let me phrase this better than they phrased it. It, Nikki has been the artist with the longest time spent charting to earn a number one. So she got a number one song after 109 Billboard entries. Really? Yeah. I cannot believe that. I know I've said that a million times, but I cannot it's believe it. It's very hard to believe. I cannot. And I really feel like I, I'm not trying to get into like conspiracies or whatever, but I really feel like there was some type of conspiracy from keeping her from getting a number one because there are just way too many opportunities that it just didn't happen. And the biggest one is when Anaconda came out mm-hmm. and Anaconda was going number one, guys. It was going number it one. It was the song. It was projected to go number one. The video had come out. It was breaking Vivo records. It was going number one. And then someone decided to wake up one morning out of her bed <laughs> and just decided to be like, you know what? You know what? I'm going pop. I'm going pop today. I know. I'm going pop today. And Taylor Swift dropped her her first official pop single, Shake It Off. And of course, we know the story. Shake It Off debuted at number one. And Anaconda rose to number two. Ridiculous. And then, fun fact, 1989, the album also blocked the pink print. From going number one on the Billboard 200. This is the album that had truffle butter on it. Truffle butter, pills and potions. Only. Only. Um, only, yes. Anaconda. And it's funny, just really quick. And oh. it's funny, so I told you that, no. right? How Taylor blocked her from both of those top spots, right? Mm-hmm. And do you remember the VMA incident that same year where Anaconda didn't get nominated for video of the year and Nikki and Nikki was you know making her points about how you know women with curvy bodies don't get celebrated if you have like thin bodies you'll get celebrated and you'll get praise right and Taylor Swift as she does took that as a personal attack she took it as a personal attack and said I cannot believe you're pitting women against each other maybe one of the men took your spot and at the time oh at the time I said no one was talking to you Taylor Swift which is exactly what Nikki said too but when I thought about it, like, now I said, wait a minute. Taylor, you literally took her spot. Like, you actually took her spot from the top Billboard Hot 100, top 200, and the VMA spot. Because if Shake It Off didn't come out, you wouldn't have been in that category. The nerve. But, um, so, this song had two, so back to Say So, the song had two versions come out. There's the controversial version, and then there's the version that I think should have just been the only one to come out. And Wait, can you explain? So, so there was a version of Say So that l- leaked 
maybe like a few hours before the song was supposed to come out. And Nikki said, oh, no, they're not doing me like this. Well, this there's so many theories about how this goes. But she rewrote her verse for the song and I guess told them to change the beat for her part and re-recorded it and sent it and they got it really fast or whatever um, and updated that one, you know, on Spotify and everything. And so that version, you know, that's when people thought she was talking about Wendy Williams and thought she was talking about Beyonce and whatever. And, you know, she made that controversial verse and I think she made it because she heard the Savage remix and she's like, well, I can't let Beyonce outdo me, right? And so she went back and tried to, like, get people to, like, talk about her parts. But I wish the original version fit the song so much better. I don't know if you've heard that version, which is more, fits more of the pop vibe. It's a nice, like, pop Nicki verse, very, like, classic in that way. There's no beat switch, and I do like the beat switch, so I do wish the original verse had the beat switch, but... She fit the theme of the song. She fit the theme of the time. She was talking about quarantine. She gave a social distance reference. It just made more sense. And that version can be played on the radio. This version cannot be played she got mad. on the radio. Yeah, and I just, <laughs> you know, I just wish it didn't have to go that way. But, you know, whatever you got to do, I guess, to get your well, she went number, number one. Anyway. Yeah, and so... The thing about this song, I never listened to this song before the Nicki remix. Really? I always because... thought there was a re- Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. No, well, no. Say your point first. Was there an Ariana version? Not that I know of. Okay. And I hope not. Then maybe there's a mashup. Because on... Probably. <laughs> on TikTok. Because I have to be with the with the young hip crowd. Of course. Um, to very, even know what's going on. It's very important. Um... There's a version where it's the say so beat, but it sounds like Ariana Grande. Yeah, people do mashups. Okay, all the time, it's gotta so be mashup. I I was like a Nicki version. What about the Ariana version? <laughs> sure. Oh, also, well, I think that probably happened because Ariana said she has a song with Doja Cat that might be coming out soon. So. She's gonna be with somebody else too. Yes. So, I never listened to the song because. Um, Doja Cat is signed to Dr. Luke's label mm. and Dr. Luke wrote and produced this song. And I just, you know, if you, if you don't know about Dr. Luke, just look him <laughs> just up. Just Google him. <laughs> and I just, I just, you know, I just can't like support, you know, especially people who openly work with him, yeah. you yeah. know, and I'm not saying that Doja Cat necessarily does. I don't know her situation. She was signed to his label like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her contract is like. But if she wants to have continued success and keep in good in the public eye, I if she's still going to be on his label, she needs to like do something with her contract for the next album to be like, I don't want you to do anything mm-hmm. because I need to get away from you because I don't think it'll have a good look. Um in the long run but i think it's a nice moment for female rap it's the first time two female rappers have had a collaboration go number one so it's literally history and yeah shout out to nikki congratulations so glad she finally got a number one so people can stop saying she doesn't have a number one and uh, they cannot no longer drag her for that argument so yay nikki yes all right oh so the song for me um the remix is I mean, 
It's a hit, I guess. Well, yeah, it's a hit because I do think the song is good. You know, the the actual song. Mm-hmm. I just, you know. I also think it's a hit. I have skewed eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I also think it's a hit, just because of its popularity. Yeah. Definitely not a tune. I cannot listen to that every single day. Didn't even notice. It's not that. It's not that. Did you know that? Those are not the lyrics. Oh, no. I looked them up. It's, um, it's, um. Every morning, night, and something. I saw that. No, it's, um. Nope. I know it's no punches left to roll with. I know that's the second line. Hold on, I just... I thought it was... You didn't even notice nope. no punches left to roll with. Why don't you break my I phone? just saw, before you walked in, I saw a TikTok... Really? ...that had somebody do this exact thing. Um, Didn't change the words? Hold on. Day to night to morning, keep with me in the moment. Those are the first two... Day to night to morning, keep with me in the moment. That's literally the lyrics. I thought it was the same thing you just said. There's not two parts? Are you no. sure? Yes. Mm, I don't know. I'm looking it up. Confirmation <laughs> shame. Okay. So, um, while we're doing that, the next song, you know, we're kind of we're touching on it. Savage, the Beyonce remix. Uh, Beyonce said, I'm going to do a real remix. And actually yeah. remix the entire song. Um, many quotables, many legendary moments Beyonce was rapping the whole song mm-hmm. um I love to see when she when she does that and I thought what well, just what a nice moment you know for Megan the Stallion if you don't know Megan the Stallion she's an upcoming uh female rapper from Houston Beyonce is also from Houston so like what like how dope I'm sure you know Megan said many times that she's wanted to work with Beyonce and she used to really look up to her when she was young so I can only imagine oh yeah like as a kid, you know, wanting this to happen and then it actually does. And not even like, you know, because it was Beyonce approached Megan and said, you know, I'm remixing your song. So like how? Like, okay. what? <laughs> yes, of course you can do that. What do you mean? And um, yeah, so I think it's fun. I think it adds a new um, vibe to the song, the original Savage song, and you know, it, it went up to number two, so that's Megan's first uh, first top ten hit. Um, she originally peaked as high as number 11 mm-hmm. with Hot Girl Summer featuring Nicki Minaj and Ty Dolla Sign. So how cool for Megan, before she's even put out her debut album, she's got a collaboration with Beyonce and Nicki. Those are her two like artists she like looks up to uh the most so yeah really good for us like i said what a really dope moment so beyonce is the queen (laughs) (laughs) all right so the last oh and this um that's a bop for me oh a bop um no i i'm i I just probably a tune bop i just hear it so much that you yeah you hear the tick yeah yeah, oh my gosh it's ridiculous um yeah uh, yeah exactly (laughs) Um, I would say, let me okay. look at the list here. Ashy, moody, I would say okay. for the fans hit. Okay. All right. Last song on the Pop Talk jukebox is Stuck With You. The Ariana Grande? Yeah. And Justin Bieber. Oh, not Childish Gambino? No. I remember I changed it. I told you. You didn't. I, I'm pretty sure I texted you. Hold on. No. I might. Maybe I didn't hit send. I know I had the thought. Nope. Hold on. Hold on. 
These are the songs. Yeah, I sent you the picture, but didn't I look did not text afterwards and said actually change the Ariana one to the Justin one? No. Oh. Maybe I meant to say that. But you've heard it, right? No. I would just assume you would have no, heard it. No, I oh, didn't. Okay. You did not give me instructions. No, I just, I don't know. I just. Oh, I also don't listen to the radio. Is it on the radio? Oh, I don't know. It's just oh. being shoved down our throats oh, everywhere. Oh, no. I, I know that, like, Ariana's boyfriend's in it. I know. Okay. Well, I mean, there's not really much to talk about. Okay. Uh, Sorry. But, no, it's okay. Um, I said Scooter wrote this song. Scooter, Scooter Braun. wrote it? He has a writing credit on the song. Because I was wondering, they're going so hard about like this donating, right? Like all the proceeds go to help ch- essential kids. Or, sorry, all proceeds go towards this foundation that helps essential workers' kids get like scholarships and stuff. Something really random that doesn't really make much sense to me now that I'm thinking about it. But they're like plugging this donation thing. And now they're like, for, you know, for every, basically for however much you guys donate mm-hmm. we're gonna match the same like out of their personal wallets kaylee ariana justin and scooter are going into their bank accounts to make sure the song goes number one okay. and i was like why is scooter going so hard for this song and then i like, looked up the credits randomly i was like who like worked on the song and i saw scooter braun and said scooter wrote on the song scooter wants a number one <laughs> Scooter wants his first number one. Oh, Taylor would have such a fit. Can you imagine the the cryptic message of I'm a tweet just, that I'm, would be? I'm not even concerned about her. I'm I now I just really wanted to go number one. Just I just the fans who hate Scooter. I just want yeah. to see what they're gonna say yeah. when Scooter has his first number one on Billboard. Technically, Scooter has a lot of number ones on Billboard if you include Taylor Swift's <laughs> discography. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's a nice, sweet song. It's, I mean, it's literally what it is. It's a prom-themed, yeah. stuck-with-you-in-quarantine. You know, you kind of get the gist from that from the lyrics. But I said, Ariana sounds good, as always. But especially her low notes on this song are really good. She's never sounded this good singing, um, like, those low notes before. Uh, the harmonies, or her, her harmonies, of course, are really good. And uh, her whistle tones at the end. I said, Justin sounds good, but I'm not the biggest fan of his falsetto that he's singing in um, on some of the parts. Um, I like their harmonies, though. Uh, and it's a cute song with some sweet lyrics. And I thought the video was nice to get like fans and other celebrities in quarantine. I feel like so many people are trying to like compete for like the quarantine song because mm-hmm. um, so many people have been putting out like their version of that. But yeah, it's a nice song. I It's the second time they've collaborated, even though they try to claim it's the first. We all remember. We don't all remember. But the real ones, we remember the What Do You Mean remix. Oh, I'm not a real one. Well, no one's really a real one because the only way you would have heard that remix, unless you like listen to like a leak, is you had to pre-order Purpose on iTunes. Oh. If you did not specifically, that's all you could do. If you didn't pre-order it, not buy it afterwards, you had to pre-order it. Oh. That's how you got the song. Because I loved What Do You Mean. Yeah. It's a great oh, song. Oh, the remix is not good. Oh. Well, then I didn't miss anything. No, you did not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that the remix isn't good, it's just... I don't know how Ariana recorded her vocals for that, but she should have not recorded them 
that way. She was not in her prime at that time in terms of recording. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, for me, it's um, it's a tune. I mean, it's nice. It's chill. I like it. Okay. All right, cool. So moving on from the Pop Talk Jukebox, if you want to check out those songs, um, I mean, you can look them up or... In the description on this podcast, there will be a link to the Spotify playlist that will contain them for your listening pleasures. So we're going to go to our album of the week, which is Niall Horan's Heartbreak Weather. This is his second album. And our following first Flicker. person, right? Because we did Niall's first album. Is it our first repeat person? Is it? I would have to... Look it up. No, it's not. Ariana. We did Ariana twice. Um, Thank you, next. That doesn't count. I mean, doesn't it? It doesn't Um, count. Well, I mean, well, the Niles are first male. (laughs) There you go. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this is his second album following Flickr, his first album, which I don't remember if you liked it. I know I really liked it. I might have liked it. We have an episode on it if you want to check out our opinions that we cannot remember. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So this is the second album. And it starts off right with the title track. I'm actually going to pull up some facts on the song really fast. Because this is actually one of the first times we're talking about an album that has been out for a little bit of time. Normally we talk about them... The week they come out or the week after they come out. So I just want to kind of pull some facts up on the album just to see how it how it's doing so far. Um. But uh, while I'm doing that, the first song starts off with the title track is "Heartbreak Weather." Mm-hmm. I said '80s '80s ish intro. Okay. All right. Yes, we love the '80s. Um, and then it for me it kind of goes into like a 2014 summary song. Um, very, like, I don't know. It just reminds me of driving in my car at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. Dropping you off or something. <laughs> Why are you driving your car at 3 a.m.? <laughs> 2014 was a year, man. Hey. <laughs> uh, Actually. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. Oh, 2014, I just have to interject. 2014 was my, was my last, the last year that I could not skip any of the songs that came out. The 2014 was just a year of pops. Oh, uh, yeah. For me. Yeah. The 2014 was a great year for music. Anyways. Um, what lyrics? What lyrics this man can write? What? What lyrics, lyrics Jane? right? But, okay, so let me say something, right? I have been, I've had a lot of time in quarantine, right, to listen or do things I wouldn't normally do so I've like been listening to a lot more albums and details that I wouldn't listen to I've been like watching documentaries on people and watching concert videos I've actually been doing a lot on One Direction and like I did not appreciate them I was there in the moment but I did not appreciate like the talent that was there like going back I used to trash Niall I used to trash now. Niall's great Not in the mm-hmm. band. Mm. He's got good parts. He sounds good. He's playing guitar, like actually playing guitar. And he wrote quite a bit of the songs. Um, so, you know, he's always been writing. I said, you know what? I Even Louie. I said, Louie's not that bad. 
<laughs> Louis, okay, we need to say it's just episode. I said no, not just a little bit of bad. I said not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, now can definitely write. Um, my thing I said is wow, 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 what a tune this intro. Yes. I said when a song just has that ability to transport me, I love it and this is it. That's exactly um, what it did for me. I'm a sucker for an eighties groove. The instruments are just so rich in this. If you, I've said this on our Flickr review, but if you guys don't know, Niall records all of his music. I don't want to say 100% because I'm not in the studio, but basically all of his music with live instruments, and you can just hear the difference. The oh, cool. he even wrote, this has an 80s kind of feel to it. I'm sorry yeah. if you was reading that. But yes, no, that Unless is... Unless he should, it does. Very admirable that he does put that much work into it. Yes. Um, so the chorus is catchy. Yes. And it said... Where's the jar? But it gives me, you know, Jack Antonoff vibes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you sure he didn't do this one? Where's the influence? I know it was there. What uh, a great I'm like, now the next album. Heartbreak Weather, right? What a great name. I said, I said, what a concept. Oh, the whole out. The whole thing. But like, I- even the song, just in the song, Heartbreak Weather, I'm like, that is so good. He even, I was watching some interviews earlier today, and he was even saying that he's like, you know, I came with this concept, and I'm so glad I did because it got me to, like, you know, streamline the whole album together. I was like, yeah, like, that's an idea that you're just like, oh, yeah, we got to run with that. But, um, yeah, it's the Bruno Mars shout-out, which is crazy mm-hmm. because to us, Bruno Mars, like, oh, that's Bruno Mars. Like, you know, we were there when he came out, right? But it's the fact that it's been 10 years since he came out, so you can start... Bruno can be, like, a classic, you know what I mean? You're like, we're dancing to Bruno. It's like, oh, yeah, we were dancing to Bruno when we were kids. I know, guess he kids. was coming out. <laughs> we were kids, literally. We yeah. were kids. Yeah. So that's so cool to see, but also like, wow, maybe we are getting old. Because Niall is our age. He's 26, so. <gasps> no, he's not. Is he really? Yeah. <gasps> How old did you think he was? Young. I thought he was young. I didn't think he was my like oh. in my range. <laughs> in my range? Dude, I would. <laughs> we saw Niall live. I know. Um, for the fans, I, I know we talked about it before, but so it's it's always cool talking about someone that you've seen live. I would let him put me in his suitcase and take me back to Ireland. Oh, I would I would freely suffocate in the cargo hold. Oh, <laughs> to get to Ireland. Well, I don't know about all that. No, no it's just and it's not even that he's like that cute. I would cute. suffocate. It's just his voice. Yeah, is so smooth. Smoothing. Soothing. Soothing, yes. Uh, I said, this is a title track. This oh, fan. Oh, a million a percent. Track. And he had such the the audacity to put it as, like, the first, the first. song. As you should. As he should. Yeah, it's great. As he should. It's great. Set the mood, Niall. All right. So, for me, this one's a bop. Oh, bop. Straight bop. No questions asked. All right. Next song is... Um, also, too, just, again... If you're listening, we will be talking about more about this album and listening to it on Instagram live. I'm not 100% sure how it works, but I think you can save the video. So if, if I get it saved, just make sure you watch it later to hear these songs with us if you don't want to listen by yourself. But also said too, I love the melodies on Heartbreak Weather, especially in the verses. Like, looking in your eyes and in the way your body moves. So good. All right. Next song is Black and White. Which is, I believe, the current single. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else would so, I say? So this is Niall's wedding song. Yes. I said very uplifting. Mm-hmm. 
very uplifting. It gives me One Direction vibes. There's a couple of songs yeah. on here that give me One Direction vibes, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean I noticed I noticed the connection from his writing in One Direction to his writing now, which is a good testament to that he has his own particular style in writing. I also like how he doesn't use black and white as like the, the yeah. ending. He just says mm-hmm. it. In, in passing. In black and white. Yes. I like the driving stomp in the chorus. I see you. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics are really nice. And his, I see it. Same thing about the songwriting. Said so his songwriting is improving a lot. Oh my gosh. I'm definitely taking a note to that. And the way he, I love the way he sings. And all your gorgeous colors. I said, that's the seller for me. That's the lyric that just gets me. Colors. Yeah. All your gorgeous colors. Mm. As, uh, for, Can't believe he wrote this for me. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. I, Did I've, you see in the genius I've, notes? <laughs> I've seen many interviews where he's talked about the song and you just weren't mentioned. So that's Are you just, kidding me? He's just being shy. Maybe I just need to listen again. He's being shy. Yeah. I think you do. I think you need to listen again. Maybe he like whispered it, you know? And I just missed <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. But um, for me, this one's just a hit, though. A hit? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. I it doesn't he, do it for me. I I agree, Teddy Geiger. I think I would like this one, acoustic. Oh, I don't know. I kind of like the build up be Yeah. Kinda, but I agree. I agree that this is definitely like a back burner for Ed Sheeran wedding songs. <laughs> um, I I would I would say what's. Hold on, let me look at the list. I just forget. What did you say? Hit? I said a hit. Yeah, I also agree. Okay. All right, the next song is Dear Patience. Oh, oh. what? What <laughs> a great weak. concept. I'm weak. What a fantastic. Dear Patience. I said again, I said the lyrics in this are so relatable and I love the concept of talking to patients. Oh, I said beautiful voice. Milo has good concepts. And I said, I... And then I said at the end with the little Irish violin or the Irish the fiddle, right? Oh, oh. I, said, I said okay. What? I said okay, Nile. I had to look up what the instrument was, but I said oh. okay, Nile with the fiddle, the fiddle and the outro. That show that it's an Irish, Irish violin. That show, yeah, true. That show <laughs> that Irish. But I said, yeah, I love how the song deck just starts strong, like it just starts. Yes. That that very first verse yes. lyric is very strong. Um, a super strong, solid chorus. Um. The beat coming in on that second verse is that classic, that classic style of just that, that first segment of the song, just having that smooth, simple, simplisticness to it. And then coming in with the production later. Uh, I said the bridge is chill, but I wish it did take the song to a new place, but there's a buildup that goes into the last chorus from the third verse. So that does kind of supplement for that. Uh, yeah, relatable lyrics, the concepts, talking to patients. Um, his, his voice is really strong on this tune, and that's what I read it is a Beautiful tune. Beautiful voice. Do like this is a song I would love to like do a cover of the song. This one, the song is really good. Yeah, but it's it's also nice because you can. It's not like a it's not a ballad, but it's not a pop song. It's like a melding of the two. Yeah, which is great that he can do that with music but along with the lyrics mm-hmm. it's hard to do successfully i think yeah no for sure oh with the like the little like the background Dear music oh, so nice so what would you rate this one i would also rate this a hit though okay. oh i said it was a tune oh you say it's a hit mm-hmm. okay all right 
The next song is Bend the Rules, which rules are meant to be bent. So, just kidding. <laughs> I would never tell the kids I work with that. <laughs> Follow the rules, kids. Yeah, so, okay. So, there's a couple songs that give me this feeling, but this one really does a particular Maybe it's just me because I've just been hearing them sing a lot. But Niall, I said Niall really be sounding, my grammar. Mm-hmm. Niall really be sounding like Harry and Zayn on the low notes. Like in the verses. Yeah, I, I was it. like, are you sure that's not one of them doing like some harmonies? Why do you the- think Simon put them together? Simon had a vision. Simon, <laughs> look, Simon Cowell has many visions. And, and they a, never were. That's not true. A lot of them... <laughs> A lot of them work, but they work for, like, he overworks these people it's true. to get this success. And it's like, he's basically like, if you don't crack after this amount of time, <laughs> you're golden. You'll be good. <laughs> and some people can not survive the pressure, so. Very true. So, but, but besides that, uh, the lyrics in the chorus... I said the lyrics in the chorus really relate well uh, to the topic. Like he's listing a bunch of different things that relate to bending the rules that uh, his ex-lover is doing or his current lover. Uh, the song is... Oh, but I said the song is too chill for me. Too chill? <laughs> yeah. But I would agree. I, I said not like, it's, not like it's too chill, but just for the song itself, I wish it had more of an aggressive tone. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's saying that he doesn't like the way that she bends the rules. But it's really chill because you have the, ooh, mm-hmm. the way you bend the rules, like, that you're, you're mad, I'm leaving. I'm not even convinced that you're mad, <laughs> you know? Get out of here, Irish boy. <gasps> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but I like the instrumental solo part. Mm-hmm. That part is really good. And uh, also, I said I wish he took it... Oh, I said I wish he took it higher places melodically because it stays in that one spot in his range mm-hmm. which again is fine but i was singing along to it and there was a couple of parts i'm like oh i just wish we just could have went like higher and like the <laughs> melody would have been so good but it's not my song which i'm getting better at understanding it's not my song if i want a song like that i'll do it but if it was but if it was <laughs> i said it's a fine song though for yeah. me this one is a hit tune I would do for the fans hit. Okay. The next song is Small Talk. Not to be confused by the many other songs called Small Talk that have come out in recent years. I love the the build up and even like the first thing he's singing. Mm-hmm. But I also like the the it sounds like he's talking through like a paper towel tube. Oh, I when love it gets filtered that. Out. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah. vibey. Mm-hmm. I love it, and also the like the doom 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 like, and then ding and ding and ding and ding. Ah, so good. I just love songs like that. I feel like Kaylee is doing things that she'll be able to point out to me when we hear the music. Because I, oh. I, I was like, <laughs> I feel like I know what you're talking about. Well, it's because I have it. I always have to listen to it because I always forget it what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. No, for but sure. But then I know... This is, this is one of the albums where, like, I can... I've heard it a decent amount of times where, like, yeah, no, I could actually remember mm-hmm. at least 
the parts of the song should not, oh yeah, I know what this one is. Mm. But this song just feels really sexy to me. Yes. I mean, it's supposed to be, but it just definitely, it feels that way. Mm-hmm. And, and when that bass hits on the chorus, I don't know if that's the part you were talking about, but woo, <laughs> that bass is really good. I said, he's talking about, I said, and, I said, and he's talking, oh yeah, the bass comes in and when it hits in the chorus and he's talking about like going into her room, I said, okay, Niall. <laughs> because, and you have to think of like my perspective about it. I've been seeing like little mini Niall, right? Like mm-hmm. in one direction. And I go back to listen to this album. I'm like, wait, this is not the same little blonde kid talking about taking people to their rooms. <laughs> and with a rasp in the vocals. I love a good rasp. A good raspy vocal. A good rasp, but if it's a good rasp. A good rasp. It yeah, can't some, be like a bad rasp. Yeah, some, <laughs> yeah, for sure. A great pre-chorus too. Now, Niall, is one of those artists. He has he has good pre-choruses, mm. and um, because what did I say? Oh, so I'm about to get real musical for a second. Musical terminology. The more legato verses, which is just like smoother, longer mm-hmm. notes. Uh, compliments the more almost spoken chorus. You know, let's get up to business and to your room. Yeah, so I think that's a very nice uh, dynamic compliment. And uh, Niall, I said Niall's grown on this song. This one's yeah. a, this one's a tune for me. Julia, what did you do to this boy? Well, I, I didn't do to this boy. The, 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 I'm not trying to make any speculations, but the last person he was dating before this, I believe, was Haley Steinfeld. So what did she do? Oh, he did date Julia, though, right? No, I think they just worked together on oh. the song. Who dated Julia? Lauf. Oh. That was awkward. Oh, my goodness. That was so awkward. Never mind. Haley, what did you do <laughs> to this boy? <laughs> I keep forgetting about Haley. Oops. I... So I don't think I told you this. I got blocked. No. I got blocked for the first time Stop. in my life. Well, that's not true. No, that's not true. I've been blocked before. But I got blocked for the first time that I know of, at least on Twitter, by a, like a famous YouTuber. Like a big YouTuber, right? Because I just said that nobody cared. They said something about Haley Steinfeld writing a song about Niall Horan and calling it Wrong Direction because, you know, One Direction. And I just feel like nobody cares. And I, and I guess I should have phrased it differently because I didn't mean that nobody cares. No, I said too bad nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And which I, in hindsight, I'm like, okay, I can see how it can be read wrong if you don't know how I, how I was saying it. Yeah. I wasn't saying nobody cares about her song and about her speaking about Niall. I said too bad that nobody cares. Like too bad people don't care about her music enough to listen to that's what i meant that she's underrated in terms of her music so i'm like too bad nobody cares to listen to a song that she wrote though that's what i meant just in case you're listening to this <laughs> which you're not but whatever yeah so they blocked me i was like really i was like wow and i like watched your video so i was like this is so awkward so like i watched their videos i'm like you blocked me on twitter I would have been funny if he was, or if he or she was, a he, yeah. if he was like, this guy on Twitter said this, right? and I'm I hope like, he's watching. I'd be like, please, can you call me by name? I need some clout, please. <laughs> <laughs> How would you tag me next time? <laughs> At me. All right. So you, what did you say this one was for small talk? I uh, said a tune. Oh, you said tune? Yeah. I, I always have to look at the list. Um, oh, I would say hit-ish. Uh, for the fans-ish. 
It is. Depends on it depends on what you're using it for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next song is the lead single, "Nice to Meet You," not to be confused with the Megan Trainer song by the same name. I did not know this was Nile for the longest time. I thought it was some country guy. I thought but We talked about the song before. Yes, but I oh. I had heard the song. Yeah. And then I saw it or whenever we had talked about it. Yeah. I was like, "Oh." And then it started playing and I was like, "Wait a oh, minute. Okay. This is not Nile." Yeah. But it was. Oh yeah, a totally different sound for him especially following his singles from Yes. uh the previous album. But again, on that same note, I think you can definitely see the similarities between yeah. the singles. Mm-hmm. Um, the country is she vibe. The way you talk, la ba do bo do bo do bo do bo do do do. Yeah, um, I said this single. Um, it's a great fun tune with a great riff. I said we saw this one live and yes, it really, we it really went off. And that bass, yeah. I like love bass has been like one of my become one of my new favorite instruments like in the past like six months i'm always just like that bass though mm-hmm. I'm like, but did you hear that bass are you like listening to the bass <laughs> um this <laughs> one uh what i say this one um i would say this one i'm not gonna lie i definitely bop to this one so i'm gonna say it's a bop because it is def- it's definitely gonna come i was gonna say it's less than a bop but it's definitely gonna come on and I'm definitely going to bop, so I'm not even going to pretend. Like, even when this came on <laughs> for me, and I know I've heard it a million times. <laughs> nice to meet ya. My dream. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It's a good, it's a good bop. Yeah. I, no, it's not a bop, but it's, uh, I would say, to no hit. I would say hit, because it was a hit. All right, the next song is Put a Little Love on Me. And this is was also a single, and this is... One of Niall's favorites, and fun fact, this is Harry Styles' favorite Niall song. Really? He said so in an interview. I didn't know that this was also a single. Yes. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, a, I yeah. can hear I hear it now. Put a little love on me. Yep. December 6th. I feel like that's a very familiar pre-chorus. It sounds like Jealous. Oh, by Nick Jonas. Maybe yes. it might have had um, writer Nick Jonas. Co- no, because I think he did the song with Greg Kirsten. Did Greg Kirsten do Jealous? Let's find out. This oh. is one of the favorite, a really fun thing about music. If you like listen to a lot of music, especially pop music, is finding this like, song similarities. Live? Oh, oh my no. goodness. Greg Kirsten did not write Jealous. But when you find similarities and and you're like this song sounds like this i wonder why and then when you see it has the same writers or producers that's when it gets like really fun and interesting and nerdy but yeah i like these type of songs a lot um the chorus makes it for me i think yeah i think this this type of song is like nile in like rare form i think it's like beautiful piano um he sing, he he goes into like the high octave on the second verse and he just sounds great I wish he would sing more in that part of his voice. Um, he loves he loves using the Shadows Dancing lyric. I think yeah. he's only used it twice. But he loves using that lyric. And the strings, when this, the string mm. section comes in on the last chorus, it's just such a nice, excuse me, such a nice touch. And again, just love his live instruments. Mm-hmm. And just, I just, yeah, this is one of the songs that's really make, 
I say this is now in rare form because now it comes across to me as a very like charming, sincere person. So when he puts like songs like this or songs like Dear Patience, I really feel like she he connects well with those type of songs. Well, you can hear it in his voice. You can hear yeah. that he likes singing those songs. Mm-hmm. But just put a little love on me. Ugh. In the piano. Ooh, goodness gracious. Yes. When the lights go down. Uh, and da, 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 da. Oh my goodness. Huh. Anyways. Nobody asked Excuse for your you. motorcycle, you sir. Know what's so or ma'am. What's sad is that Benji hates motors Aww. and they go like on the plane. Poor Benjamin. I know. And on the plane, um, when we landed and took off, yeah. every time he would get so angry. Anxiety. He would get so anxious. <laughs> would get so so now every time that happens, he goes. It's very sad. Yeah. He's traumatized. I know. It's very sad. All right. So put a love on me. I know put it's a like a ballad. Me. It's a bop though. It's a. Oh, it's a bop. It's a ballad bop. Uh, I would say, what's underneath bop? A tune. I, I would say tune bop. Tune bop. Tune bop. Tune bop. All right. <laughs> the next song is Arms of a Stranger. Now, I wrote down. It's the only other song. I, I said wrote. one of my faves. I said love. Oh, great. I'm glad we're on the same page. I said one of my faves. I said a pre chorus. Let me look at the lyrics. So what's the pre chorus to this? Because I said a pre chorus exclamation point. Oof. And this is the chorus. How light in the arms of a stranger. Mm. Just the, Let me even in the pre, in the first verse where it's like, dun, 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 and then oh goodness. Yeah, no the mel- And then the like the '80s pre-chorus. Yes, I said that pre-chorus. I'm trying to look up the lyrics. When I was on my knees. I'm not not good at typing, guys. I apologize. Stranger, oh my goodness. Kind of fun. So good. But yeah, uh, while I'm looking at it, we keep talking. Uh, just love this chorus that they yes. clearly keep singing. Um, the chorus and the production um, sound really great, and the arrangement too. This is actually one of the first songs I really am talking about. I'm talking about this, but the arrangement really adds a nice uh, build up to get into that that full voice chorus. So when he's soaring like. No, I'm lying in the arms of it. Just yeah. feels so rewarding. You know what this reminds me of? You know there. what this song reminds me of? This song reminds me of in Hercules, um, the song that he sings by himself. I can go the distance. Oh, that's what this song reminds me of. I can go the distance in the arms. Kind of like just I, the, some parts. Yeah, yeah, I can. That's the whole I can song. see the idea. Yeah, yeah. I can see the resemblance. But yeah, the pre-chorus is. When I was on my knees in the darkness, yeah, you be there to break my fall. But now I'm lying here so helpless. But somehow I, I just still want more. Great. You left me with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. And it's also a short song. It's yeah. A, and but he gets so much into it. Yeah. That's gets, what makes it that's what makes it good because it doesn't it doesn't like drag on. Um there's no like long mm. instrumental parts or whatever. And uh what did I say? Really appreciating his voice on this album. Mm. Here's okay, so as I was saying, and actually, before, so actually, just more in general. I have never heard a more cohesive album. I don't think in my life, other than Art Pop, R.I.P. But uh, cohesive, every song fits. I guess to me, really. 
You didn't think Thank You Next was cohesive? I didn't. I don't. I'm not a fan of Thank You Next. I don't think that album needed to. I, the, I think she should have done what Drake did and put out a mixtape. I don't think it should have been an album. I think she should have just dealt with the singles. Because you don't see that album go nowhere. She did a tour, but that's about it. It went number one. Yeah, we get it. I'm so over it. Thank You Next is one of the Thank most streamed albums by a female artist of all time. She has two songs with over a billion streams from that album, Kaylee. Congratulations. The disrespect. I mean, I'm a Sweetener fan over at Thank You Next, but the disrespect. Mm. No, just kidding. But yeah, you know, no, this album is, um, I think what you're saying is, or what you're trying to say, by it's cohesive in its um, conceptual nature. Like, it has a mm-hmm. concept and the songs, like, fit yeah. Into, yeah. Um, into that concept, which is great because a lot of times um, they don't or they or they'll half do it and then you know it, it starts to fall off. Um, but arms of a stranger for me is a tune. A tune? Yeah. I would say bop tune. There, there's probably a reason I can probably point out why I don't think it's a bop when we listen to it, but yeah, it's a tune for me. All right, next song is Everywhere, which um, I used to, every time the song used to come on, I used to be like, oh, I don't like this one. And then by the time we got to like the second chorus, I'm like, you know, gave me I'm like, I'm dancing. I said, all it right. It sounds like a um, One Direction song. Say again? A One Direction song. No. No, that's what I said. On. Well, yes. Hold on, I have to hear that part again. Shawn Mendes. It sounds like a Shawn Mendes oh, song. Oh, well, if, it, if this was one of the Teddy Geiger ones, Teddy Geiger and Shawn Mendes are like... Are like a pair? Yeah. They're like... No. No. Nope. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, they have that same sort of um, folky underlying uh, inspiration that has that... But I could that listen to Niall's stung. voice and not Sean. I can, I could. Well, yeah, Niall oh, sings better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Niall's just. I would have to like look at them side by side, but Niall is uh, more talented. Mm-hmm. And Richard, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this one grew on me. It really just it. Makes you want to dance. Just like yeah, that, that stomp. Just like, I always do like this little shimmy thing or whatever. Have a good time. Um, I said, this feels the most pop to me on the album. Like the most pop. I put that in air quotes because whatever that means. Mm, but yeah, I can hear it. I said, this could also be 1D. But the chorus is undeniable. Feel oh, yeah. like everywhere. That's the 1D part that sounds to me because they had a lot of songs that sounded like that. Mm. Um, the high note after the bridge. I'm telling you. That was good. And it, then it, it transitions into that slow, um, not slow, but that chill, chilled out chorus. That's a great transition because, you know, you take it to a high part and you just like bring it down. And, you know, when you think you see someone everywhere, I think, I think we all had that type of feeling where you just feel like you're seeing, mm-hmm. you know, the same person or like someone might like be following you or whatever. So another great relatable concept topic. And for me, this one is a tune is what I said. I would say a hit. Okay. Next song is cross your mind. Or 
Or a Jonas Brothers leftover track. No, it's another song he did. On the loose. Yeah. It's like he said, you know what, let's just take that beat and do another song. If it works, it works. But this one really reminds me of the Jonas Brothers. It, it, it reminds me yeah, of their latest album, Happiness Begins. And I think just because I've been listening to a few more of those songs, I believe and Happy When I'm Sad from the Jonas Brothers albums are my bops. I don't know if those songs are underrated in the, the fan group, but bops. Mm-hmm. And I watched the documentary too. But another great pre-chorus. Yeah. Um, on this one, I said Niall... But I have a question. I said, Niall likes to be cheated on. I said, confused, but okay. Hey. I mean, hey. hey. <laughs> but the chorus grooves, though. And yeah. this is a tune. But it, I said, it just, just really gives me Jonas Brothers vibe. I would agree with but the tune. But I do like that it has an intro. And I love the intro and the outro. Doesn't even cross your mind. All right. Next song is New Angel. I almost said No Angel. Which, never mind. Uh, never mind. My whole joke just flew Him and this guitar. Out. The guitar, I said, okay, but this bass groove. <laughs> I told you guys. Very I'm a, Charlie. I'm Pons. obsessed with the bass. Yeah, it's very, like, funky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the parts flow nice into the chorus, which is great. Like, all the segments. Like, so the verse goes great into the chorus. The pre, the bridge goes great into the chorus. That's what I mean by that. Um... And chorus again, which is great and catchy. Um, this one makes me move. Um, I like the verses on this one a lot. Like mm-hmm. the melody, the lyrics, and the delivery of the verses are what do the song for me. Mm-hmm. I did not write what I thought about this one for some reason, like uh, rating rating it. But I'm gonna say it's a bop. Oh well, that's one. I need a new angel. Uh, it's a, I'll give it a bop, yeah. I would say... Well, a tune bop. I'll give it a tune bop. I would give it a hit tune. I would give it a hit tune. Okay. The next song is No Judgment, which is also a single. Great we song. We talked about... I'm just gonna say I it. said a single and a bop deserved better on the charts. And yeah, it's a great song. It's, it is so fun. Fun. And it it's is. so positive. No judgment. No judgment. You can get Are you kidding? I'm gonna be myself. When you're with me, no ah. And I love that. Again, it's like that 2014 tropical. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's a good song. I would. Say, no, I would. I, tune bop. For yeah. Me. No judgment is definitely, definitely a great song. A great single. All right. Next song is San Francisco. So I love songs like this about city love. I'm a sucker for... You can for... hear the cityness in it. Yeah. That piano, that Billy Joel piano. I'm a sucker. Sucker. <laughs> I'm such some great passionate lyrics, you know. This is one of my favorite choruses on the album. Let me look up the lyrics so I can remember why. Oh. Um, Moonshine. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I meant to look up some facts about the album, but I just found them. <laughs> Heartbreak Weather. So it actually debuted at number four 
which y'all the disrespect y'all are sleeping to what um debuted at number four on oh. billboard the album and it sold <gasps> fifty nine thousand copies in its first week y'all are sleeping on this album but san francisco yeah take me back take me back such a good chorus Mm-hmm. i mean just the way he sings every single next line it's just yeah. it goes so smoothly yeah i i i was even like by the end of the song i was like come on girl you gotta take him back He's like yeah. pleading, come on, come you on. can forgive him, right? It's, it's San Nile. Fran. It's Nile, yeah, and it's San Fran. Some of us wish we could go there. Um, I'm going to give this one a tune. I don't know why I didn't write down for I the last three it what tune. I thought it was. But yeah, a tune. All right, the last song on the standard edition of the album is called Still. I said, okay, falsetto in the chorus. Honestly, I mean, what a nice ending song. Just like, yeah. all right, guys, I'm leaving now. <laughs> I'm leaving now. And um, it's I said it's one of those songs that really just makes you sit and think. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's got a big dramatic chorus at the end to take us home. Um, I think it's a nice way to end the album after all the drama that mm-hmm. happened by, you know, saying I'm still in love with you. And the whole story of Heartbreak Weather is about this this guy who's you know felt like he's had so much heartbreak all the time in his life and um he's with somebody Mm -hmm. but then you know like they like break up and he like starts to go out and meet like new people you know they break up and on like bend the rules right because that's when they're like you're bending the rules i don't like this and then you break up and start meeting new people that's when you get to small talk nice to meet you Mm -hmm. i'm meeting new people and then you come back you know you're saying you want someone to put a little love on me, but then you're you're talking about, oh, I'm with someone else new now. Now I'm lying in the arms of a stranger, but now I'm seeing you everywhere. Do I even cross your mind? And then you're like, you break up with that other person. I now need a new angel. Mm-hmm. You get with that new angel. I won't judge you. You're like, you know what? This is too much for me. Take me back to San Francisco. I want to be in love with you again. And then I'm still in love with you. Ugh. A story, a concept, a story, a concept, art, a body of work. Yes, very well done. So um, the whistles at the end just make, give that down to earth feel. Just really feels like it's almost as if he's we're like tying it singing all up. you to sleep. Yeah, you know, singing you. Almost to feels like tying album. it all up. Um, this song, I would probably give a hit. Maybe a for the fans hit, which that's the first time I've said for the fans. I agree. Um, just because it's one of, it's a nice song, mm-hmm. but it, it's not like I'm not gonna like randomly, you know, put the song on if I'm not listening to the album. Yeah. So, all right. So overall opinions. Overall, I thought this was a really, really strong body of work with a, a huge collection of. Really strong singles, really strong songs. I think it is, you know, I don't want to say leaps and bounds, but it's definitely a step above his first album, which is always good because the sophomore album is the toughest one to get past because you can have all the success from the first one, which he did. He had a huge hit with Slow Hands. Yeah. And so it can be hard to reproduce that quality. And I think now it did. I'm 
very upset that his tour got canceled because I kind of did want to go because I, I think some of these songs. Oh, you're li- back to DC. Yeah, I think some of these songs live oh. sound really good. Like we're like a full band. Yes. So, and he even said it's gonna be really good, and then everything you know got canceled. But yeah, I would definitely recommend this album. When I say I, I recommend the album because there's just so many. It's, uh, so many good songs. He's stepping up his songwriting. He's stepping up his his vocals. And yeah, Nile is... I, I, I don't know if I said this before, but Nile has entered my top three. No, is that Directioner? Nile has probably entered my top two of oh, in my one direction. One? Well, so Liam, Liam definitely <laughs> fell. Oh, Liam, I'm sorry. Liam fell in the ranking just because... The, the solo career is just not this mm-hmm. is not going the way it needs to go and like Zayn is my f- like favorite in terms of like his voice and mm-hmm. and even almost like artistically but Zayn don't do nothing not, not, he, he, he has babies he's gonna be a yes congratulations daddy. he's the third member of One Direction to becoming a dad so Louis? Louis is a dad and Liam. Oh, I know about Liam. <laughs> oh, I know about Liam. Yes. So, yeah, Niall has just, yeah, Niall's doing a, a fantastic job in his solo career. Mm-hmm. I wish some of the other members would catch up to what two of the other members are doing. I, I agree. think we can all assume mm-hmm. who. The other person I'm talking about that's doing well is. Of course, it's Harry Styles. He's doing fantastic. His album is doing great. His single is doing great. He got a top 10, like a real top 10 mm-hmm. single. It's, like a, it's a radio smash um, with Adore You. So shout out to, to Harry. All right. Anything else you want to say about the album, Kaylee? I, I give it a 4.5 out of 5. I oh, yeah. very much enjoyed it. I, um, yeah, I'll give it the same thing, 4.5. It was very, I mean, there were little things that was like, okay, we get it. But honestly, <laughs> it was just yeah. such a good Isn't it like a work. good listen? Yes, it is a good listen. It's a nice, yeah, it's a, it's a nice good listen. All right, so if you guys haven't, which you clearly haven't, check out Heartbreak Weather by mm-hmm. Niall Horan. It's really good. I'm sure you guys will find some great, fantastic tunes. If you had to, Kaylee, mm-hmm. if someone only had the time to listen to one song. What song would you suggest that they listen to? I would say Arms of a Stranger. That is a good one. Uh, I would say... Or or if I had to give a second choice, I would give um, No Judgment. Okay. I would say the, the, the title track, oh, Heartbreak Weather. Yeah. That, yeah, you just... It's just a good vibe. It's a very, very, very good vibe. All right, that is going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. Make sure you guys are following us again on the social medias. We are about to, in a few minutes, not that this is relevant to you, but we are going to be going on Instagram Live and playing the Niall Horan Heartbreak Weather album. If you want to be a part of the future experience of that or to potentially check out this listen at a later time, just make sure you follow us. And we love to get connected with you guys. Mm-hmm. So next week, or not, well, s- next podcast, uh, 
don't know the exact date when we'll record it, but next podcast, we are going to be talking about Dua Lipa's album, mm. Future Nostalgia. That's also her second album. So that'll be a great time because I have a lot to say. So until next time, All right. peace out. Bye.